Oh, and we're live. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Let's Talk Common Sense. I feel really embarrassed. I feel like I've been sent to, you see, in school when you get sent to the principal's office and you have to go tell them what you did. I, that's how I feel right now because we haven't had an episode for a few weeks. And it's literally because of me. Like, I, I can't blame the producer, I can't blame anybody. It's just me. Been busy had a lot going on and just scheduling confusion and you know there's no excuse but i'm sorry but you know what i'm here now i'm sorry i'll take the detention sir let's move on <laughs> it's good to be back now has much happened since i haven't been here no 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 of course not yes the whole world is literally on fire it seems like the world's on fire this is like what happened when jordan peterson disappeared for a year and literally the world imploded um, and now he's back with a new book, um, uh, uh, Rules Beyond Order, something like that. It's an interesting book that I'm going to do some discussion on soon on Common Sense. So look out for that. But yeah, lots been happening. Of course, we've saw the bombshell interview with Harry and Meghan. There's confusion about what's going to happen with vaccines and whether we're going to be able to actually leave on the 21st of June, um, which which was forecasted before. Oh, oh, oh yeah. One other thing. Uh, Kanye West is now the richest uh, black person to, to in America, which is the most random piece of news I think I heard last week. But but all of these stories and more are all on tcsnetwork.co.uk if you want to read about it. The story I want to focus on was a story that did really well online, actually. So I, I shared an article on LinkedIn that had over 10,000 uh, people sharing it uh, and engaging with it. And it was all about Brampton Manor, this school in Newham that's become, for the first time ever, they've beaten Eton for uh, 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 places in Oxbridge, so to speak, so Cambridge or Oxford. Now, I don't care much about those systems, but it is important uh, to, to note that the story shows that for a lot of these young people, it's literally a ceiling that keeps them from rising. If given the right opportunities, they can rise, they can ascend. And that really story to see. All these stories, as I said, you can read them uh, on on, uh, on Common Sense. What I want to focus on a bit, just at the beginning, and I've got a wonderful guest joining me. He's back. He's back. You all know who it is. He's back. I'm going to meet him in a minute. Uh, you know, the one story that's really interesting to me is, is obviously about vaccines. Now, the UK love the conservatives or hate them. They are doing well with the vaccine rollout. We're currently third, I believe, in the world uh, behind, behind you know, the UAE and other places. And we're doing well. People are taking the vaccines. People are taking it. They're taking a shot. Some people are having mixed responses. I've had people speak about, you know, they couldn't get up for five days after. Some people went for a jog the next morning. But we had Boris Johnson give a press conference uh, a few days ago. I love when he announces that he's going to give a press conference because you just immediately get people going, go away. Go. <laughs> but but in this press conference, he basically said, we're having some issues with how we're procuring the vaccine because uh, India, where the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine is manufactured, there's some issues there in the, in, in the production line. But for the most part, he came to reaffirm that we, we should be okay for the 21st of June. So for everyone who's jogging right now, doing press-ups, getting ready for that wonderful day, it seems like we may be on track, but it will only work if people keep taking vaccines. So let's bring in the genomics and talk about this whole vaccine thing. Brother, how do you do? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing? I'm good. But now let's just get the cat out of the bag. Have you been paid by the government to take vaccines and go around telling people to do the same? 
No, because if I did get paid, I will be in everybody's house making sure they get they do it my vaccine so I can get paid again. It's ridiculous. I don't know why people thought I got paid. If I got paid, I'd have said it because you're not going to beat me. We could do is complain. I was like, whatever. But no, yeah, I haven't been paid. You had a lot. You, 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 yeah, that was really interesting to see. We're talking about it off air um, about how you know you had you, you took the vaccine. Which one did you take? Um, Pfizer. Is that the good one or the? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's the, <laughs> it seems so far. It's so far, like from all from all of the reports of like likelihood to feel unwell and um, efficacy and just your sim- symptoms afterwards. It seems like the best one thus far. Yeah, and is that the one shot one or, or the two shot one? Two shot. I think only the Johnson Johnson one is one shot. Um, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and um, Pfizer are two shots. Got it. Now, it was really interesting that we should start here because, of course, like I said, the vaccine rollout is going well. It's successful for the most part. You know, even in America, we had Joe Biden today. He, I mean, he promised that in, in his first 100 days, he would have 100 million people vaccinated. He achieved that in just 58 or 59 days, I believe. Like he is the vaccine rollout seems to be working. But, but you know, to this point, uh, you know, people are still skeptical about this whole vaccine thing. What was your experience? Just, just tell people again of what happened. You know, I'm, I'm, I joke about it, but you essentially took you took the vaccine, you shared it online, and then, and then essentially, what happened? Okay, so um, I was invited to take the vaccine due to some apparent health condition when I was like three years old. I still need to go revisit that because it sounds exaggerated. But I was okay. I'll go take the vaccine, whatever. So I went, I took the vaccine. I was literally, it was a very efficient process. But my, I got there at 5.30, I was out by 5.39. Very efficient. I was read, um, I was read details about the potential symptoms. I was given a pamphlet that showed potential um, side effects and how likely they are, like less than one in 10, one in a million, whatever. And then yeah. obviously after, after taking the vaccination, um, I was made to wait in the room just in case I had any emergent reaction. And then I was dismissed. So I thought it would be cool to share this experience because there's people who are, they're not going to take the vaccine no matter, for love or money. There's people who are going to take the vaccine. There's people who are on the fence. And some people are on the fence because they're maybe scared of the whole process, whatever. So I thought, if I do a video, I'm just a normal guy, just like the rest of you lot. So if I do a video and show you that it's not as daunting, it's quite efficient, then maybe you won't be too um, too worried in that regard. So in, in the video, I said, listen, I understand why people are adverse to vaccines because of some of the stuff that's happened in the medical industry in history, especially with black people. However, I don't think, I don't think this is the case, but I would advise everybody to make sure they do their research, come to the decision with themselves and their family, and try not to fall into the trap of conspiracy theories. This led on to, to be fair, let me be, let me be honest, I got, got quite a lot of views, quite, quite a lot of likes, and most of the comments were positive, but the conspiracy theorist whack jobs were knee deep in the comments and they were going ham, that like they were relentless, and some of the things I was saying, and then over over the days, like I got some medical professionals to come in, and because obviously I'm disproving what they're saying because it doesn't make sense. But when medical professionals come in with people with a medical twist to it, you saw like how they kind of start to backtrack and jump onto another argument, and yeah, it was just crazy. I was getting insulted, I was getting accused of being paid, and it's just it's a very interesting um, experience. Uh, so, am I right in thinking this is predominantly in communities of color? Yes, yes. So, what, like, what? Why do you reckon this is the case, man? Because I've thought about it. Obviously, I'm, I'm part. I'm a Christian, so I'm part of a Christian community as well. When 
you know, I work for another organization where we talk about Christian stuff. And so we've had to address the vaccine from a Christian perspective within the black community as well, because I've heard some wild things said. There's folks who believe that the vaccine um, uses the cells of dead babies, um, people who believe that there's something in the vaccine that's the mark of the beast. Of course, we've heard the more popular uh, one about, yeah, you know, Bill Gates is using it. To... Now, a part of it is like, you know, ha, 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 conspiracy theorist. But do you think people actually believe that? Like the guys in your comments and stuff, from what you could deduce, do you think there are people who genuinely believe what they're saying? Or is it just a bit of a joke and a laugh and something we, we should move on from? They wholeheartedly believe it. They wholeheartedly <laughs> believe it. And some of them are so ridiculously dark, it's unbelievable. Like, I saw a meme saying uh, something like, if you if, if wearing a mask doesn't stop you catching COVID, then why are they making us wear it? It's a stop you giving it to other people if you have COVID. They've told you that. Like, they've actually told you that. They've physically told you that. And there's some actually medical, uh, medical grade um, uh, masks that stop you potentially getting COVID as well. They've actually told, it's like people read stories and they just pick up words they want to read. So um, that's where I get it from. And I think in terms of why people, especially within communities, are adverse to it, like I've been doing some research and research has come out from Sage and stuff that historical issues of unethical practices is um, in research and structural institutional racism is what Sage yeah. found to be the reasons why black people are less likely to take the vaccine compared to white fresh people, for example. So there's that distrust of wider government. Um, and also then you get the misinformation spread out wildfire in like from like, the WhatsApp groups, in churches, whatever. Like even I've, I've had discussions with like, a, with nurses who are conspiracy theorists. I'm like, this you 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 actually work in the foot. This is insane. Like that's how powerful it is. So yeah, man, it's it's, it's nuts to me. It's unfortunate. It is. And I think like what you said is 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 right and correct. <laughs> and I think interesting because you know there's a part of this that's like legitimate concern. And and I want I always want to be careful about laughing at conspiracy theorists and going, ha 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 ha, they don't know. No, we're enlightened and they're not enlightened, whatever. Because, you know, there are some conspiracies out there for sure. The notion that you know whatever the government says we should believe, and this is what this is the odd argument I think people on the other side sometimes make, is very dystopian. This 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 idea that the government said it. The government could never lie to us. It's like yeah, you know, really? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so, so, so I don't want to be, I'm not here to fly the flag of the government, but but uh, those legitimate concerns, I just wish more people would address them and say, okay, cool. Well, why is it that, you know, for instance, when when the uh, when the ONS reported, you remember early on when COVID first started that, oh, actually, uh, black people were four times more likely to, to contract COVID or die from COVID, I think it was one of those stats. You know, that that's a fact. That's not some people are like, oh, it's liberal woke. It's like no, no you mm -hmm. can't just attach those words, right? I hate to to take it left field, but it's literally what I saw. I think this is a problem with like partisanship or like when you're part of a certain camp. There's a there's a camp of folks who see themselves as like dissidents. We hate the government. We're free thinkers, freedom, and for that reason, they interpret every single world event through that veneer and lens. And for that reason, they come up with some wacky stuff, like for example, the Meghan Markle interview, where a white guy. A black a mixed race woman come together to speak about the experiences they had with a certain institution, and somebody from America goes, 
oh, this is a leftist, um, narcissistic. I, and I thought, what? It, how could you get into what happened with Harry and Meghan? This, the, like, pol like political, um, this is a woke leftist narrative. It, it has nothing to do with that. This is two people who are talking about their particular experience with a particular institution. But people read that and they go, oh, this is left wing. So, and I'm a right winger. Yeah, okay, I, I guess I'm like. I also somebody said, even though this statement itself is funny, but it's was like, oh, the Woko Haram have started. And I was like, oh, they're talking about their experience. Like, they're not talk they're not trying to import policy for free social housing for all. Like, they're literally talking about their, <laughs> what I mean. They're literally talking about a policy. Yeah, it's true. Like, and that, and that is what happens. So, a lot of people have to be like, how can you believe to come? How you support the government? I, I'm like, if you follow me, you know that I've been criticizing this government literally almost every day for a year. I'm saying they deserve positives for this because they've done well. They've done well, and that's the fact of the matter is that they've done well in procuring this vaccine and rolling it out. Um, one of the best in the world so far. Um, so they deserve some credit. So people saw me saying, even though my legit word was shout to government for how they've handled the vaccine, but for the vaccine early because I'm still on to handle COVID, is that they forgot. They even took the words and just heard, shout out the government, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. He's part of the big conspiracy. They all come to get us. We're going to take these vaccines and turn into flying lizards that shooting out lesbians from my eyes and die. Like, okay. You know what's interesting? There's, there's actually a really interesting threat there about, you know, this idea that I don't know your political persuasion and I don't know if you shared that on your platform, but the idea that you would congratulate or recognize that good can come from like the conservative party is that that somehow you know yeah you can't, you can't. something's compromised in your analysis or you're paid or your like why how have we got to that stage where you can't even say shout out to the government without someone yeah. going disguise or because because um tribalism recently has been on the rise especially when people conform eco chambers and social media so this happens quite a lot on social media. So for example, there is a narrative that because um, I've worked in finance, I like economics, and I and I did the cardinal sin of asking questions to about um, Corbyn's economic policies. And when people um, tried to rebuttal and I showed them why that they are wrong with my understanding of economics and just my understanding of common sense and what and cause and effect if you do X, why it's likely to happen. And because people Initially, people didn't really have much rebuttals for that because they maybe they're not really into economics and taxation or politics at all as a whole. Then I got branded as a as a Tory. I literally got branded as a Tory. I've voted in four elections. I've voted Labour twice and Liberal twice. I don't I don't align with any party. I've always said that because I don't believe in that. I feel like whoever's got the best policies that I can't go on a policy by policy basis, and yeah. whoever is like the least worst out of the group is who I tend to vote for. So yeah, but so if I if you say anything positive about uh, let's say the Tories or the Republicans in America, people on the opposite side will kind of they won't look at what you're saying and it's okay, is your analysis correct? Like, have the government done well on the vaccinations? What is what has the government done? And let's wait, wait, um, measure this and see if it's good, bad, or mediocre. No, they just see you've praised this institution, we've determined that they're bad, so therefore you're wrong and also you're evil and you should go to jail. And you should never be allowed to speak again. And you hate all, hate all your people. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. 
<laughs> that last bit was, 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 was extreme. It's, inter- it's such a problem for me, man. Now, when I think about, especially the UK, like I think right-wingers, right-wing black people in the UK, the way they're portrayed, like and just the way things currently sit for me is so sad. I was watching Trigonometry not too long ago with a guy called Calvin Robinson. I don't know if you know him. No. Um, he's like a right-wing, mixed-raced guy, um, and he talks about education. That's like his specialist topic. Okay. And so he's on this right-wing platform. They say they talk to lots of different people, but I think from what I've observed, they speak to a lot of, kind of right-wing people. And and he's just given his like analysis of how the world is and what's going on in the world and, and popular culture. But you could you could tell he was so partisan that almost all the conversations that was being had were being seen through that, like just through that right wing perspective veneer. But I just thought this this just cheapens your analysis, man. When you're it not does. objective, it's just like I watched um I was watching The Wire, the Ben Shapiro's thing. And like he was one of the uh, kind of pundits there was listening to Joe Biden's speech, uh, talking about the vaccines and stuff like that. And he was listening to it live. And, you know, he was recording himself reacting to it live. And he would pause it every few minutes and just make a joke or say something. And all that exercise was, was him thinking of ways to whatever to take whatever Joe Biden says and just kind of flip it through a right wing. And I thought, this is not even interesting. So Joe Biden will say something like, um, we're making progress with the vaccines. He'll pause it. He'll be like, oh, Trump is the one that really got the vaccines. What are you talking about, Joe? And then Paul play it again. And he just kept on doing that. And I just thought, this has got to be so destroying to not be able to think freely and go, Joe did well here. He's doing bad there. But to see him solely as a bad person that's ruining the world, and that's the one kind of caricature you're willing to hold it. That's the one idea you're willing to hold in your head. It doesn't benefit anybody, especially like the black community who who are very conservative culturally, anyways. Uh, this is what this is what drives me mad. So when I talk about when I say when people say how can you be black and conservative, go and ask your mum and dad. Go and ask your Nigerian <laughs> mum and dad, aunt and uncle, because they have shown you how to be a black and conservative for their whole lives. All your people back home, they are conservative by nature. Like if you look at um obviously this is probably off topic, but if you look at how African Caribbean cultures have views on marriage, um, sex before, um, um, kids before marriage, um, the LGBT community, all on various different topics in terms of like um, big state versus little state, um, how much money you should, I mean, in, sorry, and how much money the state should be providing for you. Like, we're culturally very conservative, like, very, very conservative. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's the reality. So, it's it's just a bit ignorant to me how people go on, and I think conservative conservatism and liberalism they're two ways of thinking. Me personally, I don't understand how you could be so one or the other. I like to look at things objectively, and maybe on one one issue I might stand more liberal, and another issue might be more conservative. It depends on the issue, but I don't understand how you can be so of one one side, and how you can completely deem if things are straight to the worms of fascism. Then yeah, I understand. If you see what I'm saying, but I think people take conservatism and they think it's fascism. Like they generally believe that yeah, a conservative political theory means you hate poor people, you hate black people, you hate um LGBTQ community, you hate disabled people, you want everybody you're here for the poor rich, you hate the poor, and that's what because no, not necessarily. It can be for some people, it cannot be for other yeah. people. So 
hear their opinions first, and then you can pick apart if they're making any sense or not. But nah, if you're black and conservative, I I I get I get very passionate about this because. Obviously, like common sense, the whole point and the reason why this whole thing started was because I just got tired of seeing left wing versus right wing and it's very boring. shallow. It's just like, it's boring. Like I go and watch like a certain panel and all they talk about is how the world is systematically against everybody. That's all they ever say. Literally, that's the only analysis. And I go somewhere else and like, yeah, no, nothing's wrong. The world's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, like, you know, it's like, come on, guys. Like... Surely you both can see how like you're both crazy to think what you think, to think everything is as a result of a structural force, and to think that the world as it currently is is absolutely fine, and we don't need to advocate. I mean, come on, you know you can you can look at the history. Like the people who choose to have amnesia with the royal family, it's possible to believe that you know what, maybe we should have a royal family because you know what would we replace it with an elected head of state? Would that work? Do we need? Okay, that's a no, but also I know what's happened historically, and I know why there's a there's a debt, so to speak, that needs to be paid, and all the you can hold those beliefs in your head, intention. You don't have to kind of be a worshipping, I love the monarchy, I love the royal family, or get rid of it. And it's such a shame that that seems to be the 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 width for debate in this country right now. It's like you're it's one or the other. The that the idea that you should have a more nuanced, and I say that. As, as patronizing as it may be, you know, the, the thought that you have a more nuanced perspective as to, well, maybe there's a bit of, you, that's just like, no, that's the cardinal yeah, sin. Like, no, you pick us up. And the funny thing is that people only use nuance from what, from my observation, I mean, be specific. The only time I see nuance used on social media is when one person from one side is doing their one side thing, whether it's left or right person, and then people are showing that what they say doesn't make sense. And then they just yeah. say, oh, you're not looking at the nuance because they don't have anything else to say. But nuance is the actual perfect term. And I always say life, I said, when people also said, there is a scale, you know, like there is a scale, like there's two extremes. Why do you have to be on one extreme? Why can't, like, isn't there a thing called balance? Like, I just understand why people feel like things will only be one way. Either, as you said, that's a royal family, hang them outside the House of Commons or, no, they're the greatest thing. How dare you question them? The Queen will never do that because I know the Queen so well. We never spoke like when I see that happen. We're like, oh, the Queen. We she can be wrong. Mm. The the institution has been wrong historically. They've been on the wrong side of history. They that's happened. Yeah. So so it's possible for something to be wrong and for you to still respect it. You know, one thing I hate really quickly is when people say stuff. I read it this morning when I woke up. Um, from one of these right-wing channels, whatever, and it was like, if you don't like the country, leave. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. If I don't like something, I have to never engage with it again because that's obviously how life works. Um, how about I don't like it, but I want it to be better. So let's make it a bit better. I should tell you what I like a leave. I should tell you so funny because what you just said is exactly what they accuse the opposite side of. Like because what because you don't you don't like something, you can't engage in it. It's the same. They do the same thing. Like, it's just insane. No. I, I, every time I come to a country, I'm going to leave. I said, unless you're give me all the tax I paid back for the last 31 years, I'm not going nowhere. So, and well, really, yeah, you, thought, you don't get so, that tax back. Exactly. So, I'm not leaving. So, we to stay. So, yeah, no, I'm not leaving. It, it, it's uh, the meme of, uh, of um, uh, what's it called? What's that film? I'm not leaving. Oh, Jordan. Um, yes. <laughs> Wolf Wall Street, yeah. But yeah, I'm all 
Yeah, no, it, it's 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 um it's baffling to me, man. And and it's important to note here that of course this we we're talking about right wing kind of politics here, but I think the, the same thing is true of left in politics. It's it's really a, 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 a plague on both houses. If I'm if I'm honest, I just think the way we do political discourse in the UK right now is tiring. It's boring and it's mind numbing. It's mind numbing. You've got folks on Twitter who will tweet something. And then hundreds of people, thousands of people even will retweet it. And they're just further entrenched in that myopic view of the it world. Is, this it, is it, it's, it's, it's insane. It's a problem. It's insane. It's, it's utterly, utterly insane. It's worrying. And, and, and it's not, of course, that we've had a two-party system for so long. Like, it doesn't, oh, it's, it's frustrating. Like, something when I'm seeing the people on the left doing their thing, the people on the right doing their thing, and I'm seeing... People on both sides like shouting each other off or doing the same thing. I'm like, you don't even know that you're both equally as mad. So I tweeted today about political homelessness. Is that what you're experiencing right now? Because because I feel, I feel politically homeless. I I I I've always felt that way. I've always felt that way because for me, the way I like to understand things, I like to reduce things to their core. That that's how I help to understand things. So if I if I work out, for example, I'm thinking. Very random thought. I was thinking. I went to a certain scale, and I was like, "Do do do me stepping scale enclosed? Does is that gonna make a difference to my weight?" And then how how my brain works. So what what kind of answers? Like, if I wore a hundred layers of clothes, obviously it's gonna make a difference. So clearly, clothes make a difference to weight. So I like to reduce things and make it as to, to understand. And then when I looked at um, so when I first got into politics, I looked at things very simply. I'm like, okay, cool. So we have these, we have we have this way of thinking, we have that way of thinking, we have this party. They tend to fall on the conservative side of philosophy for every single policy, no matter what time of the year it is, no matter what's happening in the economy. It doesn't matter. Same for like, like, that doesn't make sense. How could you, how could me, how could hundreds of hundreds of people have the same view on everything all the time? Surely that just for the law of averages, it doesn't make sense. Of course not. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. So, and that's why, so ever since then, I've always been like completely homeless. I've, I've had people that I've, I've maybe admire or know what they say. Sometimes I might see uh, somebody from the conservative side of the side of the room say something. I'm like, you know what? I really agree with this. And sometimes I see someone from the layer side of the room. But it's funny when I when I champion somebody, some like if I'm championing something Jeremy Corbyn says, I have so many people say, "Of course, you hippies." Da, 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 da. I'm like, you lot don't know that I was being called. <laughs> I've been called uh, a racial conservative for criticizing the last week. Like, no. So, uh, I just feel politically homeless and somewhat. In terms of yeah, I've just accepted that. Um, I was going to be that. This episode should be called "Help." We're we're politically homeless yeah. because it, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same yeah. way. I, I, you know what's funny? Again, you know, it feels like promo all the time. I say it, but one of the joys of being part of like, common sense, or for me personally, is it's so freeing. To know, and and the truth of the matter is, as a, as a commentator, someone who talks about politics and these kind of issues all the time, there is a fear I have, which is, you know, it's hard to be. Oh, I see all the different perspectives because, unfortunately, folks will accuse you of being on the fence or being kind of like duplicitous or something like that. And so, if you put out a tweet, I want to I want to imagine, you know, I was that person. If I put out a tweet saying something like you know the Labour Party did well with this and you get you know 2,000 people say we love it we love it the thought that the next day you could literally lose every single one of those people by being like you know Keir Starmer has no source 
right? And people are like, what? You know, that fear sometimes does make you feel like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't tweet that. And mm-hmm. and, I, and I think people don't knowingly get into that echo chamber. They kind of, it's it's Stumble. soft. It's subtle. It's, you know, like, okay, you tweet, you can see what's been liked. You can see what people are engaging with. You can see what's getting your book deal. You can see what's getting, you know, what's quite frankly getting, you know, editors in your DM going, you know, would you, could you give you 500 words on this? You know, we'll give you, you know, 600 quid for it. The minute that starts happening, I think that's when you start getting into this thing. And I've seen some people online, and maybe I might be accused of this, who are so obtuse with their, like, left-wingism. Like, if you're not left-wing, you're stupid, you're dumb, you haven't thought about it properly, you know, yeah. you look at families. I'm like, just stop. That's like, what, you have okay. a perspective, that's okay. But to think everybody must in the same way, or, you know, they haven't thought about it, it's like, mm. Uh, yeah, and young people do it the most. Young people, so I hate to go back to this. On Clubhouse, I've left that app now. So my, my yeah, I left that. I left that. App, I left that app mid-December. I was like, no chance. Yeah, I, I, I'm done with it now. It just used to get me annoyed. Like I remember, I joined the, I joined one of the groups, and one of the, one of the people were saying something. I could tell he was young because he was like a politics student, first year politics student. And so when he, when I jumped on, he was saying wild things, wild things. So I called him, I started asking him questions. I was like, how could you say that? And someone jumped in like, oh, Mike, can I just say you're being very like rude to him right now? Can you? I said, yeah, but he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> you know, and he's really confident about stuff he doesn't know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with calling people out. I, I was hoping to help because you can't just, you can't be 19 and calling the chance of the exchequer an idiot. And he's stupid. I was like, he's not stupid though. You can't say that. You don't, you're literally learning the fact. People just feel obtuse and so confident in what they're saying. And it just really it gets to me. But that, sorry. That, yeah, yeah. That me have the same experience. Like that stuff rattles me. So for example, when we're talking about policy in terms of like public spending and stuff like that, and people are saying, Oh, this is wrong. You shouldn't like you shouldn't have that opinion. I'm thinking, do you even know what we spend on? Do you know how much how much of it we spend on? Do you know how it even works? Like you don't actually know. So one day I deliberately made like a table. I went on the uh, one of the websites that shows the government spending over the years. I went from John Major, yeah, John Major, and I got how much we spent, how much was it on welfare and the percentage and stuff like that. And I and I showed it to people. I said, if you look, the percentage that we that spent on welfare doesn't really change that much. It's just in within welfare, maybe governments might put so much into this budget or so much of that budget like and when we say stuff oh the magic monetary how do they manage to find money for buying these new weapons but don't because there's a budget for everything there's a budget for for defense literally so they have money put away for defense so it's not like oh it's just frustrating and i'm not even a government and what annoys me because they're so obtuse because they 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 completely disregard the fact that this person may not be affiliated with the people i'm criticizing they might not you don't know anything. You don't know something like that. They just tweet, tweet X. So don't take the identity and then make a whole analysis in your, well, I want to call it analysis, an assumption in your head. It's just, it's just too much. It's just too much. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I thought I was the only I one, thought... I thought like, I thought I was the only one who thought that way. But I was glad to see there's more. I'm thinking, or maybe I'm the mad one. Maybe I got it wrong. Yeah, it is, yeah. We feel like, we're like two old men at a pub just complain about the state of the world and how things were better back in. It, it feels like that sometimes. Like it's it's one of the reasons why I have a love hate relationship with Twitter. I used to tweet a ridiculous amount, like literally every thought in my head, and 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 that's how like the Twitter grew. And it got to a stage where 
I just I just kind of got tired of it all. So I just stopped. Now I might tweet the odd. You can do it. You know, <laughs> have a great Monday. <laughs> then I'll just leave because, mm. because... I do not blame you at all. I do not blame genuinely, you at all. It's genuinely too much for me. It, honestly, it, it, it's way too much. I'm hoping, by the way, I should probably say this right now because we're recording this online, you see. And so I keep getting a flashing warning about my Wi-Fi. So I'm hoping... And now it's, it's, now it's disappeared, but I'm hoping this is great. If it's not great, folks, I'm sorry. Mm. But um, I, this is my fingers crossed that this is good because I, I've been getting that flashing thing for a bit. But there's nothing I can do. Mm. Anyways, let's let's move on to this thing you said. You said thing about something about a two-party system. And I was talking to a friend about this two days, uh, three days ago. I was saying that, you know, we've actually slept walking to a two-party system in the UK. Uh, and the, we had the Lib Dems and we had the dem their demise, of course, under the hand of the SNP um, and literally Labour's demise as well. I really, when I do electoral mapping, I'm like, I don't see how Labour's going to, but that's another conversation. I, I, I really don't see how Labour wins like a majority for a while, but we can yeah. talk about that in a minute. So then we had Change UK form and a lot of people, like, okay, Change UK will be the third party and then that didn't materialise. Mm. We also had obviously the Brexit Party form, and again, we thought this might be the credible, you know, third. But again, that didn't materialize. Um, and now we had a new leadership. Uh, 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 Nigel Farage just stepped down from 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 uh, the helm of Brexit, the Brexit Party. He's now going to be making document. He's a YouTuber now, essentially. He's like making YouTube yeah. videos. And <laughs> as is Katie Hopkins, they all make YouTube videos now. So, so really interesting to me, actually, to see. You know, the choice right now looks like it's Boris Johnson or Keir Starmer. And I tweeted it a few weeks ago. <laughs> do you know what, yeah? When you said that, do you know, I don't want you to know something, but like, saying it simply, remember what I said, I take things in when they're broken out simply. <laughs> That's legit the choice. Like, oh my God. Yeah. If I say it, if I say Go it. Go ahead, suck with so much pain. <laughs> It's just oh my lord, man! What, what what do you make of that choice, man? It's like ox. It's like I remember. Um, you know them drinking gets equal play. Just ridiculous. <laughs> and somebody asks like, "Oh, would you rather your parents watch you having sex or you watch your parents having sex?" Um, neither. How about neither? I don't want never. Neither. Just I don't, never. <laughs> in fact, in fact, in fact, why are you asking me that? Like, I should fight you for asking me that. And that's, that's how I feel about Boris. Versus Keir Starmer. Obviously, from our last spot um, we did together, you know how much I'm not the greatest fan of Boris. And I also think the coronavirus job has been nothing short of horrendous. But Keir Starmer is just... It's like boiling rice, not putting salt in it. It's just bland and eating it on his own. Like, it's just bland. <laughs> like, I haven't seen any... The government have made so many mistakes in the last year. So many. And he's just like... Um, yeah, I've made mistakes, but yeah, like you, there's no real charisma there. Um, you don't really have any belief in what he's saying. He doesn't challenge the government adequately on certain very key issues. So I just don't, and I don't see how Labour have differentiated themselves from the Conservative Party. And with what you said about the looking at electoral mapping, I felt that way even before Labour announced a, a um, a what's it called, the replacement of Jeremy Corbyn because they got absolutely like slapped in the last election for lack of a better term and just <sighs> just the, the turnaround of seats i was like it's gonna take like a decade and now if you're a star mom i can also add another five years because he has no chance in the next election like how could you how could you not 
gain ground. I think I was, was it a YouGov poll I saw literally two days ago. It's like Boris was like the most favorable option. Don't know was second, and then it was Keir Starmer. Somebody said, "How can you be behind in a poll to somebody called I don't know?" Which was a really funny tweet. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like people would rather bet on something they don't know than you. After a horrendous year for Boris, a horrendous year. Nah, man, it's just. I know I'm a vet Boris. That's that's bad because you can't, you can't be rewarded with this. But I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do with my ballot. I might turn it into a paper plane. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what's going on because I was telling you off air. Like I I had so much kind of anticipation for Keir Starmer because for the most part he had been a minor player in yeah, kind of labor politics. Yeah, it's and that, me. I thought, well, he doesn't have the narrative baggage. There's no crazy bloopers and gaffes, you know, that I can be like, oh, oh, he's got that skeleton in the club. So I thought, oh, a fresh start. And I genuinely think, I don't think I've seen in public life anyone as dry he's and genuinely dry. just uninspiring. Like so at a time, at a time where you can literally like this you can say anything you want because the other party and, and maybe i am being simple about, about it because i do think in times of national crisis you have to show a united front and stuff like that, no, you're right, you're right. Navigate you're right. that. i get that but 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 even still even before now there's just so many things that he could have hooked himself on buy a pub make a like campaign be be literally the thorn in the conservative party side right now and he he's just vacant there's just he's just not there there's just he's not even understated he just isn't there yeah like you're you're so correct like a, a good example of this is for the free school meals thing rashford <laughs> rashford <laughs> rashford made the government look silly that's your job like and you're saying, oh, thank you, Marcus. Are you, are you not embarrassed? Are you not embarrassed? Like, you're meant to be the leader of opposition. And then now people, even your own supporters are tweeting that, oh, my God, Rashford should be our next, our next leader. Like, it's just so bad. And you're right. In terms of certain instances, like when it comes to the vaccination, it does, you don't, you can't, you don't, you can't always be like, yo, we hate the government. They're terrible. You can show a united front and always try and do things in the best interest of the people. But there's been so many opportunities to show people that are, oh, I think, I'm trying to get an example. I think it was David Cameron. Oh, my friend was telling me that David Cameron, when he was in the lineup, he was like, I can't believe Gord, um, Gordon Brown was doing this. And then I think he was the same one who was terrible example. Forget that. But MPs have shown in the, in the past, they can come out and criticise you for doing something and they they may have voted for themselves. It's just a little game because not everybody's going to be like, oh, Kisama said that. Let me go and check. Like, if you vote for that, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, Kisama's right." You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, it's just poor. Like, you're not charismatic. You don't even when you're an opposition leader, you don't even have to. You literally don't even have to execute any of the things you're saying until you win. Like, you could be, you could be promised people. I'm not saying promise people anything, but that's one of the advantages. You can just be telling the government, you have the uh, benefit of 2020 hindsight. You could be like, oh. I can't believe the government did this. I would have never done this. And this is why if you vote for Labour XYZ, it's kind of just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, my name's Keir Starmer. Well, do, 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 do you know what's sad as well? I mean, 
I do feel sorry for him because because one thing someone I was reading an article not too long ago. I forgot, I forgot in what paper, but someone was saying that one of his one one of his problems he's he's not playing politics, and so and so he but he's playing with someone who's a politician, like yeah. like Boris Johnson is a career politician. He understands messaging. He understands like he he. He made us all forget about the crazy things he said. And I say us all. Some people obviously didn't forget. When he was London mayor, you know, hanging on a zip line going, hee, 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 we forgot all the stuff that he had said about black people, stuff he said about women. In fact, we, we, when he was elected prime minister, we actually did a thread on common sense of all the things he'd said about black people. So people remember, just, just so you remember. But, but, but he's a master politician in a way that, Kirstarman doesn't seem to be because that's the thing. He said the Kirstarman often says the right things, but it just doesn't cut through. He doesn't cut through the noise. It doesn't land. You know, for instance, in the middle of a pandemic, Dominic Cummins, who we saw come out publicly, and pretty much I think that was the watershed moment. I I, I was arguing with on an event not too long ago. I was on some online panel, and I was saying that that's when the government lost control of the people. Because yeah, it did. 100% that, it did. That, it did. That, that was just people are like, oh, no one cares. It's a Westminster story. Maybe the intricacies people didn't care about, but for what it represented, it was is this actually an emergency or not? Because if it's an emergency, he will fire this guy straight away. But but he didn't fire him, right? Now, that same guy receives a 40,000 increase whilst the NHS are being given 1%. That is our open goal. It, 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 if you're the leader of the opposition, oh my, that is a that is where you strike. Oh, oh, guess what? They then start making a film about how good they've been on dealing with vaccines. That's what the Conservative Party do. They start they commissioned a film. They they released a trailer not too long ago. So so like this. The, the, if I was the leader of the opposition, I'm like, let's get it. This is so. But what does he do? He goes. We would like the government to tell us how much they spent. And I go, oh. like I understand you not want to play politics. Then don't be a politician. It doesn't make sense. Like it's like do you know what? I'm I'm electrician. I don't want to really play electrics. It's dangerous. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make no sense. Like. That, that especially if you believe you your party are in the best are important position of power will take Britain to where they should go and be the best for the people for all people it is imperative in fact it is the number one item on your job, job description I always say the number one item on your job description as an MP is to get re-elected that, that's yeah. like you have to win the election so do what you need to do to win the election and he's just there just I don't know catching vibes like he's, he's he moves like he's on a beach club like do you understand that we're in a global pandemic? Your opponents who have significantly more seats than you, so any kind of want to push on if they can, are making errors where you can pounce on every single time. Like every single time. It's just, it's, it's beyond me. It's beyond me. So I, 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 I want to go through a list with you, which you might be shocked about. And it's a list of, this is a YouGov poll on the most popular Labour politicians in the UK. Okay. Now, you, you get to tell me how you want to know. So I can sort them out by popularity or fame. And I can sort them out by millennials, Gen Zs, baby boomers, men, women, or all. So what would you like? Oh, um, the popularity. Popularity and, and then what? Amongst all or millennials, Gen X? Mm, um, all. all. Yeah. So, 
the most. According to this list, and this, this is a YouGov poll, number one on this list right now, I don't think it's ordering it properly. It's giving me... Okay, well, number one, it's... it's so, Keir Starmer's 32%. He's number one. I don't think he's number one, because it, it says one, but it's not a... It's not, it's not giving me the... Uh, well, yeah, no, it is number one. Yeah, one with with 32%. Number two is Sadiq Khan with 31%. Number three is Ed Bores with 30%. Number, number four is David Blunkett. And number five is Ed Miliband with 24%. What are your thoughts on that? To not see Jeremy Corbyn is a completely unsurprising um actually no i thought he'll be like maybe four or five i can't believe ed balls is that high i'm flabbergasted so, so Jer jeremy corbyn's one for fame so when it comes to famous jeremy yeah. corbyn's one yeah yeah tony blair's second ed Miliband's third sadiq khan's fourth and gordon brown's fifth and then diane abbott is sixth okay so that doesn't surprise me at all I i'm pretty sure maybe on amongst uh, millennials um Jeremy Corbyn fares a lot better than some of these other positions, but I'm still surprised that Kisama is just overall number one. That's crazy. Well, it would be really sad if he wasn't, because I think that would be grounds for like a new, like, <laughs> like a leadership challenge. Like if you're, yeah, you're but, I, but, that, but, that, but I generally think there should be a leadership challenge because he's taking absolute Michael right now. But but, but here's the here's the difficulty. Who, if not Kia, who? That's a fantastic question. And you, that's a good point. Who? I have no idea. But I don't understand how anybody else could be worse than him. That's like, what I mean. Labour is done. As, as the young people would say, Labour's done out here. Like, and it's, the thing it's, is, well, Labour's been, been done out here because when you actually look historically, before Tony Blair came in, what was it, 96, 97? The last time there was a Labour um, Labour Prime Minister was in the 70s. Yeah. So literally since the 70s... <laughs> We've had a cheeky, we had a cheeky uh, Blair for what, thirteen years, and then it's just been strictly conservative. Yeah, so Labour is Labour. Yeah, Labour's done out here, absolutely done. <laughs> what a way to end the podcast. <laughs> Labour's done. No, 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 no. We need a strong. This is why I get my you know common sense out on. We need a strong opposition. It's important for a thriving it's liberal democracy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's imperative like somebody at least like the government are running around like doing nothing I ain't heard anything from Dominic Rob for time I know he, he had a did you know he has a black belt in karate is it he probably, probably, achieved, that over the, probably achieved that over the last year <laughs> <laughs> the most random the most random because he looks built he looks pretty built yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah he looks in shape, he looks in shape. so he, he's a black belt in some like form of karate and he's meant to be um, like amazingly kind of good skilled okay so at least okay so that's why he, his talent truly lies then in um martial arts so, i think so also uh i'm sure you've seen all the pictures or images of of, of matt hancock just jumping around <laughs> Hey, that guy, I thought no MP would be a worse photo up than Boris, but man, Hancock is giving him for a run for his money. He's always, if somebody just wanted to put a def, a picture of unathletic, you just put, you look at Matt Hancock, he's so unathletic, he's always looking confused and bemused. And yeah, shout out Matt Hancock out there telling people that he's got a good deal for the, for the nurses, giving them a 1% pay rise when inflation is at 0.9%.
Yeah, fantastic. You did a great deal there, even though the DWP and uh, HMRC have 3% and, and above pay rises. So shout out him. No, it's again. That's a that's a story that we've covered as well. It's it's really interesting to me. I, I you know, I I don't know what's going to happen with the future of politics in this country. Like I said, the world fire. I was going to say this. Like I don't know. A part of me thinks, and you know, like we'll end this because I always think to myself, is more happening in the world now, or is it that I'm older, and so I'm like see even more, more stuff. Yeah, because so, I'm thinking. The last two week, weeks news cycle have been wild. As in, like, I've been waking up to check the news or people have been messaging me, Mike, what do you think about... And I'm like, is it that I'm just older and I care more? Or, like, because when I was young, I feel like nothing was really happening. People just come I, to this country and having fun. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely <laughs> like, us, being, I think us being older and having actually caring makes us more hyper-aware. It's kind of like or you want to buy a new car, then you start to see that car everywhere. But I do think this last few weeks have been nuts. Even the whole EU, like, oh, we're going to stop taking AstraZeneca because of the... Okay, do you know what? Psych, we're going to start taking... We're going to start re-administering them again. Like, so many... Wild. Cra crazy things are happening. Crazy. Like, you have a shortage of vaccinations, you're gonna, and you're going to stop vaccinations because of these pretty unfounded clears. Oh, mate. No, it's 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 been crazy, but you know it's why people like you, platforms like yours, are so important because you know when it feels like a law, I, I kind of feel like we have a duty not to just be like boring, dense, you know, heavy consumption, but to kind of just help people have a bit of kind of fun, dare I say it, and then kind of enjoy some of the things yeah. we're talking about as well, because otherwise it, it just it's just too much to be quite frank. Yeah, it's just too much. So. Yeah, like tell people where they can find more out more about you. Like you're you're a great guest on here, so we we definitely want to have you back and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but Any people can people people can also obviously check out your stuff whilst you're not on here. So tell them a bit about how they can find out about that. Yeah, so um, currently I'm doing like a Monday quick news show. So that's on Mondays. That's on YouTube. So YouTube, you find just search Dysonomics on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram Dysonomics and on Twitter underscore Nomics. I'm also on Patreon and I've got a podcast called Dysonomics. So anywhere that you stream your podcast, you can catch me there. Love it. Thanks so much. That's great. I enjoyed it. Very triggering. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, if you're listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button too. Um, I'm not going to make any promises this time, but I think we, we, I think we've got a good production line up again. So um, just be, <laughs> I hope this i hope to see you next week and, and be sure to share this podcast to somebody that you love